You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword. God sends his word ahead of himself. So when God is about to do something, he sends the word. So his word is going to accomplish some things in your life this morning. Hallelujah. And basically this word is to prepare you for next week. This word is to prepare you for a covenant with God. All right? So, um, I'm not sure how best to title this message. Your, your, um, your heart, it's time to prepare your heart. Prepare your heart. Okay? Prepare your heart to love God. Prepare your heart to love God. You say, oh, pastor, what kind of... What kind of preparation is that? Prepare to love him because your love for him is going to go deeper. Alright? I know you love him already. That's why you are here. But we are going deeper. Amen. We are going higher. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. We are going into depths and levels Amen. in our relationship with God. Amen. So we are going to deal with the heart to, today. Okay? We're going to deal with the heart today. Why? Because it, the heart is, 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 is vital when it comes to walking with God. Turn to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 30. And let's read verse 6. It says, and the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your descendants Amen. to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, that you may live. Amen. Okay? So, there are, many, there are many of us that are struggling to love God as we should because our hearts and not circumcised. So, this morning, this communion we're going to take is to circumcise your heart. Are you getting me? This is to circumcise your heart and to cut off all those things that compete with the love of God in your heart. We're going to slay them this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anything that competes with the love of God in your heart is going to be killed. Hallelujah. I'm not saying you will be killed, okay? Don't be afraid. Anything. I say anything. Yes. Do you like that? Oh, you want to keep those idols? You want to preserve the idols? Give God 50% and give the idol 50%. No. We're going to bring down every idol. Okay? Every idol in your heart is going to be pulled down. 
Why? God wants you totally for himself. There's no idol that died for anybody. Am I correct? No idol. There's no idol that shed any blood for you. We sang it. You deserve it. So it's not just your hallelujah that belongs to him. Your heart belongs to him. 100%. All right? And next week I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you what God is going to do to you as a result of loving him. We're not going to be playing church anymore. Okay? If we sound too hectic for you, I'm sorry. Maybe you don't belong here. Hmm? Yeah. I think you should just pray. Just say, Lord, Lord, help me, help me. I, I really want to love you. Come on, talk to him. Talk to him. Whatever is hindering. Yes. If there's anything. Anything that competes with the love of God. Thank you, Father. I give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, and the Lord your God will circumcise your heart. And the heart of your descendants. So, this is not just about you. It's about your children. And your children's children. The, The covenant we're going to get into with God. Is going to affect your descendants. Oh, pastor, I'm still young and all of that. Don't worry. It, you're sorted. You won't remain young. Okay? You will grow. You will, have, you will have a family and all of that. They are all covered. We're taking care of that now. Amen. Do you understand? We're going to take care of that. Because what God wants to do through our lives requires this. Yeah, I've never done this before. There are certain things that are as a result of divine instruction. And this is one of them. Okay? Because of what he's about to do in our lives. And obviously, not everyone is obliged to. You you might not even be ready for it. If If you don't feel ready, it's okay. Or maybe if you're not part of this church, you are not obliged to. If you are part of us, I will recommend that you comply completely. Amen? Amen. So that we can all enjoy the benefits of this together. So what is circumcision? Circumcision was something that God gave Abraham when he made a covenant with him. Um, I think it's in Genesis 17. When... When, uh, when God spoke to Abraham, I mean, when Abraham spoke to the Lord, let me look at that. When Abraham spoke to the Lord and says, okay, 
God spoke to Abraham in verse 1. It says, uh, when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, I am almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. And he says, I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abraham fell on his face and God talked with him saying, as for me, behold, my covenant is with you and you shall be a father of many nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful and I will make nations of you. Kings shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants in you. Uh, in your descendants after you in their generations. For an everlasting covenant to be gone to you and your descendants after you. Hallelujah. God thinks multi-generational. It's amazing. So never limit what God is doing just to you. It goes beyond you. Hallelujah. And I'm believing God. I, wanna, I want you to trust God that even your children... Even if they are in rebellion. Do you understand me? Even if they are not, if they don't love God. As we, as we do this, as we take this communion today, I want you to trust God to circumcise their hearts. Okay? So that they will love Him. Believe God. He says, also I will give you and your descendants after you the land in which you are a stranger. All the land of Canaan as an everlasting possession and I will be their God. Right? And uh, God said to Abraham, as for you, you shall keep my covenant. Huh? You shall keep my covenant. You and your descendants after you throughout their generations. This is my covenant, which you shall keep between me and you and your descendants after you. Every male child among you shall be circumcised. And you shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskin. And it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and you. And he who is eight days old among you shall be circumcised. Every male child in your generations. He who is born in your house or brought with money from any foreigner who is not your descendants. He who is born in your house and he who is bought with your money must be circumcised. And my covenant shall be in your flesh an everlasting covenant. Amen. Hallelujah. And verse 14 he says, And the uncircumcised male child who is not circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin, that person shall be cut off from his people. Amen. He has broken my covenant. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me stop there. So this is where 
God introduced circumcision. But here he's talking about physical circumcision. All right? Which later on, I mean, we know that the entire nation of Israel, for you to enter into the Abrahamic covenant, you needed to be physically circumcised. And God say, say, anyone that is not, any man that is not physically circumcised, he cannot be part of this covenant. All right? So, but then, if you notice physical circumcision, <laughs> how does it happen? It's the foreskin, uh, it's, it's the foreskin of the flesh, the Bible says. So, the, the excess flesh, let me put it that way, is cut off. Hallelujah. That's what, that's what happens physically. So, there is a spiritual correspondence. Okay? It also speaks about the, 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 the flesh, the excess flesh in your heart has to be cut off this morning. As we go before. Lord. Amen. Yes. That which is going to, that which hinders you from loving God. Amen. That which hinders you from serving God. Amen. That which hinders you from giving yourself to God. Amen. We're going to cut it this morning. Amen. We're going to cut it this morning by circumcision. Amen. Hallelujah. So there are many similarities between physical circumcision and spiritual circumcision. For example, physical circumcision is done in a place where you cannot openly, you know, show off. Am I correct? You are circumcised. You can't go around and say, look, 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 I'm circumcised. You can't do that. Yeah. So, and God did that on purpose. God did that on purpose because the sign of the circumcision, uh, sorry, the sign of the covenant, any covenant you enter into, one of the signs of the covenant is the pride of the covenant. Are you getting me? For example, let, let me bring that closer home. The marriage covenant. All right? The marriage covenant, there is always a physical sign. Look at me. This is a sign that I'm not available. <laughs> Come on. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's a sign that I'm not available. It's a sign that I am in covenant. It's a sign that I'm in covenant and it is part of the pride of this covenant. So every covenant has a sign. Especially a blood covenant. Has a sign. So, but God put this one where the Israelites cannot boast. They cannot go around and say, hey, look at my, you know. They, 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 they can't. So why did God do that? Because God had the heart in mind. The heart cannot be seen. 
Are you getting my point? So you cannot see. Have you ever seen your own heart? You can't. You cannot see your heart condition unless God shows you. You cannot see. You cannot see anybody's heart condition unless God shows you. Am I correct? So the circumcision, the foreskin of the flesh of your heart, nobody can see. But God wants us to zero into that this morning before we go into covenant with Him. Hallelujah. Because if we don't deal with that, we'll we'll struggle to walk in covenant with Him. So, yes, the flesh of your foreskin. What are the excess things in your heart that hinder you from loving God? You need to zero into them. Are you getting me? Bring them before the Lord. They're going to be cut off. The knife of the Spirit. We're going to apply the knife of the Spirit. The sword of the Spirit. To cut it off. Cut it off. So your, 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 your love relationship with God is going to another level. Amen. Going to another level. So this month of, of, of August is a, is, a, is a covenant month. <laughs> Hallelujah. We say covenant with God. Oh, Pastor, but uh, you know, when we are born again, are we not? Let's not go there. Okay? This, we are, okay, I've been in covenant with God before. Okay, we are renewing it. Hallelujah. There is what is called renewing of the covenant. Okay? Yeah. So, you shouldn't struggle to love God after this. Don't you like that? Yeah, I wish every member were here. Because to be very honest, there's going to be a difference. Did you hear me? There's going to be a difference. And I I, I mean, I'm... uh, I was actually surprised how the Lord began to speak to me last night. And what he wants to begin to do in our lives. God, you haven't spoken to me like this before about why? We're taking it deeper. Amen. Amen. I love the Lord. I love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Greater than anything. I love you, Lord. More than my heart could see. I love you, Lord. More than I love myself. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Amen. You're going to love him deeply. You're going to love him without hypocrisy. Do you understand? 
You are going to love him for real. A surgery is going to take place in your heart. And you will love him. And the benefits that come with loving him will blow your mind. Glory, glory, glory. Yes, yes. Let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 10. Deuteronomy. One of the things I like about Deuteronomy is this. You know, the, the writings of Moses. Um, if you want to understand Deuteronomy, let me just give you this um, key. Deuteronomy is, 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 is it, it reveals the spirit of the law. Do you understand? So when you look at the writings of Moses, when you look at the law of Moses, there are a lot of legalistic things. Am I correct? But then when you come to Deuteronomy, he's bringing out the spiritual dimension. He brings out the spiritual dimension of what he has been talking about. Amen. That's why you see that in Deuteronomy, he's talking about the circumcision of the heart. He, before that, he has been talking about physical circumcision. Amen. Now he, has, he comes to the spiritual. He begins to deal with the spiritual aspect. Let's read from verse 12 of Deuteronomy chapter 10. It says, and now Israel, what does the Lord God require of you but to fear the name, uh, to fear the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, and to do what? To love him. To serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. (laughs) Under the law, even under the law, the Lord is dealing with the heart. Are you getting me? Even under the law, the Lord is dealing with the spiritual part of them. He's trying to deal with their spirit because these people have been a stiff-necked people. Many Christians today are stiff-necked. Stiff-necked. You, 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 you. you can't turn. God is trying to turn you this way. You, you, you are so stuck. Stuck in your ways. God can't, you're not pliable. God cannot redirect you. God, you, you are so fixed. God is trying to say, we go this way. No, 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 no. I'm used to going this way. No, that's a stiff neck. How many of you, you, you've woken up, you slept badly, you woke up and your neck is somehow. You, you, you notice you want to turn, it's like. You want to turn your neck, you have to turn your whole body. Yeah. That's some people's spiritual condition. And the the sad part is that it has been a permanent spiritual condition for some people. So we want to deal with those aspects of your life. Hallelujah. So as you come before the Lord's table, you need to open everything to the Lord. And say, Lord, remove everything. 
Let every stiff neck, every stiff nakedness, oh, ne- what? <laughs> That's my own word. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let every stiff neck be healed. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Amen. I command every stiff neck right now to be changed. In the name of Jesus, I break every stiffness, every stiffness, everything that makes your life not pliable, your heart not pliable to God is broken right now in the name of Jesus. One of the things that produces stiff neck, a stiff neck heart is pride. Pride can make you stiff neck because you have to maintain this your pride. I crush that right now in the name of Jesus. God requires of us number one, to fear the Lord your God, number two, to walk in His ways, number three, to love Him, number four, to serve Him. With all our heart and with all our soul. Many of us serve God half-heartedly. Your commitment is half-hearted commitment. But you want whole-hearted commitment from God. But you give him half-hearted commitment. You only serve him. You You only serve him when it's convenient. You only do things when you feel like. When you don't feel like you do nothing. Huh? We have to break that spirit. That spirit that gives half-hearted commitment. We must break it. Hallelujah. Let's read on quickly. Time is going. I thought I could preach for 20 minutes. (laughs) All right. What else does he want? He wants us to keep the commandments of the Lord. Hallelujah. To live a life of obedience. Yes? And his statutes, which I command you today for your good. Let's read on. Come on. He says, Indeed, heaven and the highest heavens belong to the Lord your God. Also the earth, all that is in it. Okay? The Lord delighted only in your fathers to love them, and he chose their descendants after them, you above all peoples. As it is this day. Come on. Therefore. Come on. Let's read it together. One, two, three. Therefore, circumcise the foreskin of your heart. And be stiff-necked no more. Come on. Turn to someone. And tell the person. Circumcise the foreskin of your heart. And be stiff-necked no more. Come on. Hallelujah. No more stiff neck. No more stiff neck. This church is not a stiff neck church. Hallelujah. I declare it that this church is not a stiff neck church. 
We are not a stiff-necked people. Every stiff neck is transformed right now. In the name of Jesus. We are getting into some dangerous levels in our walk with God. So we cannot afford to be stiff necked. Because if you go and study the Bible and see all that God did to the stiff necked people. You don't want that in your life. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't know about you. I want more of God. I don't want all these shallow, shallow things. Okay. Yeah. I want to go further. I want more. There's got to be more. So this is all in preparation. Let's read on. Come on. It says, For the Lord your God is God of gods. God of gods. Huh? Lord of lords. The great God. Mighty and awesome. Who shows no partiality. Nor takes a bribe. You cannot bribe God. You can't bribe him. With what? (laughs) What are you going to use to bribe him? (laughs) Hallelujah. Amazing. Let's read on. Come on. It says, He administers justice for the fatherless. And the widow. And loves the stranger. Giving him food and clothing. Amen. You know what? The Lord said something fearful to me yesterday. Levels have changed, oh. Amen. Hey. Amen. <laughs> Levels have changed. Yeah. I've been having some challenges. You know? With somebody. Because I'm not born in this land. Okay? So I'll just, you know, trying to like, okay, just, just be reasonable to, you know, just trying to be reasonable. <laughs> I don't know how to translate it from, from Nigeria. Jejeli. Jeje. What? How do you? Huh? Gently. Gently and nicely. Huh? <laughs> Say jeje. Jeje. Jeje Lee. So, I'm just minding my business and trying to be a Christian, a jeje. You know? <laughs> you know what God spoke to me? Ah, I was amazed. He said to me, everyone that has taken advantage of you because you are a foreigner, I will visit them with a curse. Yeah. <laughs> 
Levels have changed, yo. I'm telling you. I mean, the, 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 the thing shook me. Sure. I said, Lord, is that serious? <laughs> ha! Then the Lord gave me the scripture. Cursed is everyone that takes advantage of the stranger. Then I knew levels have changed. And I'm telling you, in your life as well, we have entered a new era. Are you following me? Don't be afraid of anybody. Don't be afraid of anybody. I'm telling you before God. If I'm the one, if, if I am the one that called myself, if I'm the one that brought myself into this nation. Let this thing not happen. But if I'm a man of God, if it is the Lord that spoke to me in a vision and told me to come to this nation, we will see. Did you hear me? We will see. So, just like that, he starts speaking like that. You know, we've been dealing with the names of God, the different aspects and all of that. I would say there are different aspects of God that still need to be revealed. I didn't realize that he would start with me. And then you. Ha! Gonda booster hair. Hallelujah. Let's read on. Come on. Because we need to, we need to wrap up. Next verse. Come on. He says, therefore, love the stranger. Amen. It's a command. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hello? For you were strangers in the land of Egypt. Enough said. Hallelujah. Are you ready to be circumcised in your heart? Whatever competes. You know the thing, the truth of the matter is that there are those who, who are taking advantage of this nation. Yeah. And they are going to be judged. Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm very serious. Yes. Because the time of visitation has come. Amen. One of the things that God said to me is that he is going to begin to visit all those that have helped this church. Amen. So this thing is both ways. Amen. And he said to me, all those that have helped you, I will visit them. Amen. <laughs> and what he says to one, he says to all. Amen. I know that if he's saying it to me, he's saying it to you. Amen. So I am actually celebrating for some people. Hallelujah. I'm celebrating for some people because they are about to be embarrassed with blessings. Levels have changed. Yeah, anyway, 
Let's read Psalm 50, uh, 51, and I think we'll pray from here so that we can break bread. The Lord is in this place. Now, Psalm 51, this psalm, the context is that David had gone into Bathsheba and he had killed Uriah, okay, to try to cover his sin. He tried to. And um, God sent the prophet uh, Nathan to him. And the prophet comes and he confronts him. God speaks to the prophet about David and tells him what David did. All right? So he comes to David and he confronts David. And uh, David was so broken that he now repents. So this psalm, this chapter is, is his prayer of repentance. Do you understand me? His prayer of repentance. Every one of us has done something before. I mean, we've, we've all wronged God, right? Is there anybody that is... No, you never did anything wrong. You've always been a goody, goody. Huh? <laughs> no, there's no such thing. Okay, so David now prays, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Come on, let's, re- let's, let's just keep going. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. All right? He said, for I acknowledge my transgression and my sin is always before me. Amen. Mm. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done this evil in your sight. That you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part you will make me to know wisdom. All right? Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear joy and gladness, that the bones you have broken may rejoice. <laughs> Hide your face from my sins. Blot out all my iniquities. David, this guy was something else. You know, some of us, when we've, when we've sinned, we just go, Lord, I'm sorry. You know, you just say, Lord, I'm sorry. Huh? Even your, your so-called repentance is prideful. It's prideful. You are saying, God, uh, didn't Jesus shed the blood of Jesus? Yeah, blood of Jesus. And the dispensation of grace. So, no, His grace is sufficient for me. You don't know God. This guy knew God. He knew God. Look at, look at how he's praying. Now, look at, this is, you are going to pray this prayer. Hallelujah. He says, create in me a clean heart. Create in me. Father, create in me a clean heart. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. 
This is his prayer. This is his repentance. He's repenting. But he knows that the root of this is his heart. He's not trying to be right. He's not trying to, you know, claim anything. No, 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 no. He knows I'm guilty. God, whatever you judge, you are just. Whatever the sentence you pass upon me, I deserve it. Amen. Some of us are going through what things that we're going through are a result of our foolishness. But now is an opportunity for a fresh start. A fresh start. Hallelujah. Next verse. Look at what, look at what he says. Next verse. Come on. Don't, don't, don't delay. Do not cast away from me your presence. Huh? Do not cast me away from your presence. Look, God, you can take the throne. It's okay. But your presence, don't take it away from me. Do you value his presence like that? Because when you sin, when you sin, one of the things you lose is the consciousness of his presence. And he's saying, don't, don't, don't take it away, please, please. He knew he could sense God is not happy. He didn't try to find a doctrine to cover it up and to justify it. He didn't. Huh? Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Can you see this man? Don't take it away, please, Lord. Don't take your spirit from me. Come on, let's read on. He said, restore to me the joy of your salvation. He had lost it. He had lost the joy of his salvation. He, you know, what he, he used to feel God. He used to experience God in a particular way. He lost it. Now it's just a form of godliness. It's just religion now. It's just, you know, going through the motions. But he says, Lord, please, let it be restored. Thank you, Lord. Let it be restored. I don't know what you've gone through, but let there be a restoration. Thank you, Lord. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Uphold me by your generous spirit. Uphold me. Uphold me, oh God. Uphold me. That is the prayer of a repentant man. That is the depth of the heart. And we're trusting God. I'm trusting God this morning. That there will be a deep work in your heart this morning. Deep work. I don't know what the enemy has used against you. Maybe your faults in the past. Maybe, you know, there are certain things, there, there, there are certain things you did out of ignorance. You didn't know. You didn't know. But now there is forgiveness. There is forgiveness. The blood of Jesus still avails for you. Your heart can be circumcised this morning. Hallelujah. Your heart can be circumcised. He will create a new spirit. A, a, a clean heart. He will create in you a clean heart. There is a song I love. I used to sing as a teenager. Create in me a clean heart. Oh God. And renew a right spirit within me. Create in me a clean heart. Oh Lord. And renew a right spirit within me. 
cast me not away from your presence, O Lord. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and renew a right spirit within me. Hallelujah. Is that your prayer? Let's stand up on our feet. Come on. Just tell the Lord to create in you a clean heart. Let him circumcise the foreskin of your heart. All everything that competes with the love of God in your heart, let them be removed right now. Yes, in the name of Jesus. As a people this morning. Yeah, my Lord, let every stiff-necked heart be dealt with. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.